I was an entrepreneur before and telling my investors, my kind of old white men that are in my network, they're like, what are you doing now? Um, Oh, I'm building a porn site. And you just kind of see people's, (laughs) their faces. Hello and welcome to Miseducated, the show about unlearning the misguided rules from society that govern our lives. With me, your host, Tash Doherty. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Miseducated. With me, your host, Tash Doherty. This is another episode when I'm talking about sex in the public sphere. So if you're a member of my family, please turn off the podcast. And if you're a potential employer of mine and you're not cool with this, save yourself the time listening to this episode and don't hire me. A couple of years ago, I discovered that I am not the only woman who watches porn. In fact, according to Pornhub's 2019 annual review, 32% of Pornhub's visitors were women, which translates to about 13.5 billion video views per year. To try to cater to these female viewers, Pornhub created a catch-all category, which is very unimaginatively named Popular with Women. The Popular with Women category ranked 11th in 2019, behind Japanese, lesbian, amateur, mature, anal, etc. To me, this demonstrates a bit of a mismatch. If you're trying to lump a third of your customers into a single category, you're probably not serving their needs very well. Enter Afterglow and its inspiring and authentic founder, Lily Sparks. Afterglow is a porn company for women, and Lily is going after an enormous market opportunity that Pornhub can't crack. In this episode, I really wanted to understand the woman behind the idea. Why did Lily decide to start Afterglow, and how did she turn her lack of access to resources about sex into an opportunity? And P.S., If you're wondering, the most popular category among female viewers of Pornhub in the United States is lesbian porn. Enjoy! And so how did you decide to start Afterglow? Yeah, so um, I was in a relationship with my high school sweetheart from the time I was 15. And we were each other's only partners that whole time. So like when I think about like, where did both of us learn about sex and what it looked like, you know, it's through, through porn basically. And so I was 29 years old, wasn't having great sex, but didn't really know why. And I, I'd finally like gotten a vibrator and like figured out how to orgasm. Like I'd I'd gotten that far, but like, you know, I, I felt like there was something missing, but I felt really alone and I felt really like ashamed and didn't have any resources to turn to and didn't know where to go and, you know, ended up leaving that relationship and kind of starting this like sexual journey of my own outside of that. And like realizing how many other women like can relate to that experience and want something better, but just don't know what it is or how to get it. Yeah. And I can't imagine going through a breakup after like 14 years of being together and having a sexual awakening at the same time you must have just been like absolutely like I my whole identity was like you know I was 15 so it's like I had no idea how to be single <laughs> how long was it until you started afterglow after that about four years after 
It's hard to ask. There, like there's, think about like you want, if you want to learn how to like play the piano, there's like, you know, YouTube tutorials, there's like coaches, there's classes, there's all these ways to learn how to do it. And like, if you like, sex is so fundamental to who we are as people, it's like food, sleep and sex. And it's like, you can't just like go on Google and be like sex coach, you know, sex lessons, like all of these things. And it's like, how, how are you supposed to learn? Like we, it's a skill, it's a practice, just like anything else. Yeah. I would love to just get a bit more about your story. The first company that you built, the natural foods company, and you also grew to be incredibly successful. Like it's a $50 million company now. Like mm-hmm. you like CFO, COO. Tell us a bit more about that. Yeah. So I started my career as an accountant I don't know if you can make a bigger jump than going from an accountant to a pornographer, but that's my life. (laughs) Um, And, you know, I kind of got the entrepreneurial bug. Um, I was an accountant for eight years, so I I did it for a long time. And I knew I wanted to do something different, but I, I didn't really know what. And I was thinking about going to business school. And around that time, the CEO of Fourth and Heart, Guy, uh, approached me and she's like this brilliant sales and marketing person. And I was like, you know, nerdy ops accountant person. Uh, we complimented each other super well. She was like ready to start this company. And I figured like, instead of paying 50 grand a year to go to business school, I'll just not take a salary. I'll do this startup thing and I'll see what happens. And um, it ended up being successful beyond my wildest dreams. Like I remember being like, Dude, if we sell like a million dollars of ghee, like that would be so insane. I I thought like, I will have made it at that point. And then we got there and then we got to 5 million and then we got to 10 million and it kept going. And it was just like that experience, like showed me the CEO of Fourth and Heart showed me that like your belief, like creates your reality that like, Mm. if you believe you can do it, you can do it. If I hadn't had that experience, then I would never have had the courage to do this. There's so many times where you feel like you're not making any progress and you're just like banging your head against the wall and you you have to have like the faith in those moments that like it's still worth it. You have to have a lot of like grit. It's really hard. How did you guys keep that together while you were building the, the G-Butter company? The thing that I love that always keeps me going is like when we get input from customers or like emails from customers that are positive even just like that they want the product and they couldn't find it and i'm like okay people want this and when people tell me with afterglow they're like oh my god i've wanted this that like keeps me going and also my team honestly like my team really inspires me every day that i decided to start this porn company and that they were down to like leave other stable jobs to do it with me and have that same vision and like staying up at night thinking about it as and not just me like that that's like okay like gotta keep it going so I can like still hang out with them yeah definitely and as an accountant did you ever hold a leadership position like how did you transition from being an individual contributor person to building managing leading a team Yeah, I I worked for like a a big four accounting firm. um, And it was actually one of my favorite things about working there. I started straight out of college was that literally two years out of college, I had people who are one year out of college that I was managing. And I I don't know, you know, but like, I just love, yeah, I love being a part of a team. Mm, That's awesome. And can you tell me a bit more about the CEO of the company as well, who was inspiring you at the first time? Like, what did she teach you? And how did that help you to grow? 
Yeah. Yeah. She really taught me that belief in yourself, that confidence. And she also honestly taught me a lot about networking because accounting is not really like a, a networking thing necessarily. Like she, she taught me that like a big skill about being a CEO is you don't have to know the thing, but you have to know how to find the people that know the thing to get the thing done. So like, you know, I didn't know anything about filmmaking or shooting a porn, but like I worked with like this one filmmaking group and they, they taught me so much. And then I had Rooster as our consultant and then I found Allie. And so it's like, I, I learned more about filmmaking through each of those like successive people that really helped me grow and helped me get to the point that I am today. And it's like, what I saw at Fourth and Heart is that process of you start and like kind of iterative, like you, you get a little bit further and then you just get a little bit further and you just don't stop. And then eventually like you'll find that person that like you click with and you connect with and is like meant to help you. Do you find yourself getting burnt out though at the same time? Like now that you're again, founding a company and it's been almost a year, how are you like staying sane and not burning out? Yeah. So at fourth and hard, I got really burned out. And actually that was part of the reason that I left was, um, Basically in one year at Fourth and Heart, I got divorced um, and my dad passed away. And we were basically, I was building a factory for Fourth and Heart at the same time. And we were raising money and I was doing all of those things. And uh, I wasn't taking care of myself and I couldn't do it anymore. So I learned a lot from that. And now building Afterglow, like I'm a workaholic. So I, I love, I just love what I do. Like, that's why I love what I do. Cause I love to work. So it's like, I have to, I have to do what I love in order to be my best self for Afterglow. And in order to make Afterglow as successful as it can be, I need to take care of myself. I need to be coming from a good place every day, like for my team. Cause if I'm not in a good place, like mentally, emotionally, physically, that's going to affect everybody around me. I really try to take time away from my phone is really important. I have this thing, it's like screen time and you can like limit the apps. My apps are off from like 10 p.m. to 8 a.m. A lot of times on the weekends, sometimes I'll just like turn on that mode for a couple hours and just be like, even if I want to check it, I'm just not checking it. I'm just going to like go for a hike, like be in nature. I also meditate. I have had to like seriously cultivate like my self-care practices in order to not go crazy. I have 15 minutes of social media a day. Um, I also am lucky, like I, I have a good support system. And so sometimes I will ask my friends to hold me accountable to things. Like I'm like, hey, if you see me doing this, like tell me that I need to take some time off. Even just like, if you see me not believing in myself, then tell me this and that, like, I need you to like be my hype person and I need you to hype me up and like, please do that for me. What kind of advice would you have for a girl starting out of college right now and seeing all the different transitions that you've made in your career? Like, what would you say to her? Yeah, I think I would say go where you are learning and that learning occurs through discomfort. So I always try to look at bad things that happen and then they may seem really shitty in the moment, but when a year later, two years later, when I have some space from that, I'm like, whoa, 
I grew so much as a person from that experience and like would not be able to do the things that I'm doing today if I hadn't had all that shitty stuff happen to me. <laughs> and it's, I think it's like, I, I'm going to butcher it, but I think it's like Carl Jung that says like our greatest contribution to society comes from like our greatest pain. You know, we're all just kind of like on our own like personal journeys. And I think it's like, try to find the place where you feel like you're growing and you're learning, even if it's hard. Definitely. In terms of the person that you were, you know, back maybe when you were an accountant or like finishing up at the natural foods company, thinking about starting this porn company, what advice would you have for yourself having the courage to do this thing? Yeah, I think it would just be like, you're a boss. (laughs) You got this. Like you can do it. Like just go for it. (laughs) That I think it's like that, um, you know, we all like have a lot of imposter syndrome and a lot of doubt about our abilities. And so sometimes I just try to think about like, this is a funny story. My friend was teaching me like how to drive a boat. And I was like really nervous about driving the boat. And he was like, Lily, just think about all the mediocre white men and the confidence with which they drive a boat, even though they have no idea how to do it. like that's the best advice so sometimes I'm like okay like just remember that you're better than all those mediocre white men yeah and I'm also thinking like about driving a boat you're in also a large body of water so there's really no way that you can mess it up because there's nothing to hit against so you decided to build this porn company did you ever have a moment where you were like okay I'm entering the sex world now and I will like never be able to get a job in another company at any time following doing this The hardest part was actually telling my mom that I was going to do it. There was at least a year and probably two years where I really wanted to start this company, but honestly did not have the courage to do it and to tell people that I was doing it and to be out there with, um, you know, my own sexuality. And I I did like, it was really hard. You know, I, I, was an entrepreneur before and telling my investors, like my, my kind of old white men that are in my network, they're like, what are you doing now? Um, Oh, I'm building a porn site. And you just kind of see people's, their faces. First they like absorb it and then they absorb it. And then they like have questions, but they don't know if they should ask them or how to ask them. So it's, it's really funny. One of the questions that I get asked a lot from guys is if I'm going to be in the porn or not. My, my response to that is I'm like, do people ask Bob Iger, who's like the CEO of Disney, if he's going to be in Mulan? Yeah. <laughs> but in my mind, it's just like different skill sets, you know, it's like, you it's like totally different career paths. Right. And then so how was the experience of actually like telling your mom? So my family grew up pretty conservative. I remember having like a super awkward sex talk when I had my first boyfriend at like 15, where my mom was basically like, guys don't want to use condoms. That's what I remember from that talk. And that was probably like the most we talked about sex growing up. So I didn't know how she was going to react at all. And I was really worried. I told my aunt before and her reaction was like, oh, I thought you were going to say you're getting into cannabis. This is way better (laughs) because it's like less personal, you know, like she wasn't going to like disown me. Not that I thought my mom was going to disown me, but like, you know, I just felt like that was a good 
test ground for like how it was going to go with my mom. I, I get up the courage and I like tell my mom, I'm starting this new company. I've been doing it. And it ended up going great. Her, her reaction was like, I was telling her about like porn for women and all of this. And her reaction was like, oh yeah, like women don't care about the cum shot, do they? <laughs> it's been a great experience, like telling people and doing this. I just feel like way more of my authentic self. Mm -hmm. Some people don't get it and, and are weird about it, but I kind of see that as like, I want that filter in my life of like mm -hmm. people who get it are the people around me. And I really believe that like when you're your authentic self, like other people see that and then they feel like they can be more of their authentic selves as well in whatever realm that is. Yeah, it's very magnetic. So I think that's mm -hmm. really cool. Okay. And then, so once you like told your mom, what were the kind of next steps that you thought about when you were actually going to build the business? Oh, I told my mom after it was like, we were like about to start the Indiegogo. But yeah, I kind of had this idea of like, okay, I'm going to build a porn site. Like I'm going to do it. And then I had zero filmmaking experience and like zero porn experience. So I found some filmmakers that were like down to do it with me, but they also had no idea how to make a porn. So then I started to try to reach out to like people in the industry and like there's this one activist rooster who had a bad experience on an Erica Lust set and has been really involved with like creating ethical standards. So I reached out to them and they were super awesome. They were like so down to help out, so down to like talk to us, even though we had, you know, no experience, no credentials, no idea what we were doing. Um, and they end up introducing me to Allie Oops, who is our current head of production, who is the creative genius behind the films that we make um, today. And when I met her and I saw some of her work, I was just, that was a moment when I was like, okay, like this I'm not crazy. Like this can be done. Like th this is what it looks like. This is what I want. And uh, then we started making films together and yeah. And then there's been like the whole kind of like marketing side and social media. Like what's, what current stage are you at? Yeah. So right now we are about to launch. Um, so we're, we're super, super close and that'll be just for our Indiegogo people at first. And then we're building a wait list. So anybody can, come on and check it out and join us. So we're super close, super excited. We, we raised enough money to get us through launch and start building a little traction. And then we're gonna go out and really like hit it hard. Basically like get product market fit, blow it up with advertising. Like I have visions of like billboards and all of these exciting things that I can't wait to do. Now you can go to exoafterglow.com and you can sign up and you'll be one of the first people to get access. Okay. I would say in the next month, you will have like over 50 videos, like 30 articles, like 10 exercises. So like there, we've got it all. We're so, I'm like, so, so, so close. It's like, I feel like I'm nine months pregnant basically. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of Miseducated. Please share this episode with a fun friend and let us know what you think. You can find out more about Afterglow at exoafterglow.com and get ready for next week when I'll be asking Lily about how she's scaling her startup. Lots of love. Bye.